0: Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Welcome to the Basement. We start today's show with an apology. I must apologize for my judgment and for my taste in wearing this jersey and subjecting you to this vile sight that I'm going to be showing you for the rest of the show today. I am wearing a number 48 Chicago Bears jersey. It's ugly as hell. It's, it's not something I'm proud of, but there is a story behind it. Somebody sent me this jersey, maybe even one of you. I will tell the story shortly, but I apologize right now for how ugly it is. It's the worst number in sports. You know I feel that way. You also know I feel great about the Philadelphia Eagles, who just paid all the money in the world to their quarterback. And there's all kinds of layers to this one, my friends. Imagine you were at a luxury suite in an NBA playoff game. Imagine you're a kid, and imagine... Russell Westbrook comes into the suite at halftime and wants to fight your dad. That really happened. <laughs> that was not a funnier die. We have a breakdown of that video, that incident, and including America's next greatest star who was part of that video. It is definitely not Westbrook and the story behind the jersey and Takes on Takes, a newcomer in the Takes on Takes Okay Corral Showdown. A young lady who has never been in the segment before, but will step in and try to win takes on takes. It's what we do. We do what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. Let's start the week. Oh, I love an NFL news bomb. You're going through... uh, reasonably uneventful Monday in the NFL calendar before the NFL draft or coming off the weekend. Maybe you saw Super Mario. Maybe you saw Air. Maybe you did nothing and just sat around your button. and as that Monday afternoon starts to kick off, you start to see, oh my God, the Philadelphia Eagles, the reigning NFC champions have locked up their very young, talented, promising quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. $255 million extension over just five years. It is a quarter of a billion dollars, and that is with, oh, my God, a sweet, sweet $179 million and change guaranteed. He will be paid over $179 million. That's so much. That's so much money. Highest paid player in NFL history over the over the whole span of the contract, and it's the first ever no trade that the Philadelphia Eagles have ever given out. So they will not be able to trade uh, Jalen Hurts unless he approves it. And signs off on it, but hopefully they're never even wanting to entertain the idea. Where do we come out on this? It's good. Listen, Jalen Hurts, the last time we saw him, was scoring four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. And in my opinion, should have been the MVP even in a loss. But there's a million ways to take this. The first one, I always say, is the worst contracts given out, no matter what the position, no matter what the context really, are the ones that are purely rewards for past production. That is not the way to do a contract. The best contracts have some of that, sure, you've really proven yourself and earned it, but they are investments in future production. We are investing in what you will become. What's so exciting, and what's maybe even a little bit scary about this contract for Jalen Hurts, is that he has not reached his prime as a quarterback yet. He is ascending. He is a really young man, only played a few seasons. I don't think NFL quarterbacks get to their prime until about season six, maybe sometimes season five. Patrick Mahomes is in his prime, but he's only recently entered it. That's when you really start to master all the nuances of the game. Jalen Hurts has not hit his prime yet, and he's the highest paid player in NFL history. That's profound. Happy for him. Happy for Eagles fans. You got a guy who is... Really cool. Really likable. Really good teammate. He's great with the media. He's great in the huddle. He does it all athletically. It seems perfect. It's really cool. And the Eagles front office is savvy, brilliant even, and really on top of things. It's funny to think, look back, is that they gave Carson Wentz a massive contract a few years back. They extended him. Carson Wentz was going to be the guy who was there 15 years. Your kids were going to grow up uh, being aware of him and having Carson Wentz on your fantasy teams. Carson Wentz is currently uh, without a job because the Eagles said, nope, our bad, that was not a good choice, and let's get out of there. We love this Jalen Hurts guy. Let's draft him. And they did, and it took stones to do that. One of, some of these guys in the NFL are so prideful and so arrogant that they hate to admit when they made a mistake. The Eagles did not. They moved on from it quickly. I think there were issues with Carson Wentz in the locker room. Yesterday's news, today's news, Jalen Hurts not going anywhere going to be the face of that team and maybe the face of that division for a really, really long time. We'll see what the Giants and Cowboys and allegedly the Commanders do about it. I'm excited, though. I like Jalen Hurts. I like the story out of college. I like that he was completely unafraid this year in the playoffs. I think he took his lumps last year in the playoffs in that first round loss to Tampa and just showed up and was, like, the coolest guy in the league this year. I think he would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt at the end of the year. I know it went to Mahomes, and he's deserving, but I think he would have been the MVP. Ends up losing to Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP as well, and the big one – But listen, as happy as I am for Jalen Hurts, as impressed as I am by the numbers and all that, it's almost impossible not to think of Lamar, isn't it? I mean, almost impossible. I saw Lamar was tweeting today about some other stuff. He sees this news. He's sitting there with nothing, with no signed contract, with the uh, franchise offer in front of him that he hasn't signed. What are you thinking if you're him? Are you not thinking... I should have that money. I should have $179 million guaranteed. And are you not thinking that maybe you could get that from Baltimore? If Jalen Hurts can get it, Lamar Jackson can't? We're all going on this assumption that has not been denied or debunked that he wanted the Deshaun Watson money. Now, I guess Jalen Hurts could have said, I want the Deshaun Watson money too. But either he, has, he had the self-awareness or the business savvy or the representation to say, no, that's crazy. That's an outlier contract that was done under very strange circumstances, and it was reckless, and it was probably never going to happen again. So let me just get this incredible offer that is not close to that in guaranteed money. It's really not. It's what, $50, $40 million less than Deshaun Watson guaranteed? But it's $180 million guaranteed. I think I'm going to take it. If you were Lamar Jackson, you see the Deshaun... If you're Lamar Jackson and you see not the Deshaun news, if you're Lamar and you're looking at Twitter today, and you see the Jalen Hurts news. Do you not call Baltimore and be like, "Let's talk. Can we do that?" I've had a, I've had a, a new perspective, a fresh perspective. I see a guy who's young, who's really athletic, who's a good leader, whose teammates like him, who do a lot of the things that I do, and he just got 180 million guaranteed. I want that deal. Never mind the Deshaun Watson deal. I want that. I want the Jalen Hurts deal. And does Baltimore not say, "Well, that's great to hear, Lamar." Let's talk. Let's, we'll send you over something right now. And I'll go a step further. I have a lot of respect for Lamar in the fact that for whatever his reasons are, he's not really giving them very clearly. He doesn't have an agent. Maybe he doesn't believe in them. Maybe he wants to represent himself. Maybe he doesn't like to give away the commission. Whatever it may be. Maybe it's just pride. I don't need that and I'm doing my own thing. Fine. Can you not call maybe his agent? Jalen Hurts' agent? It's a very, very ambitious, very successful very determined woman named Nicole Lynn. I've gotten to meet her before. There's a story out there that she sent Jalen Hurts kind of a Hail Mary email when he was coming out. says, I'd love to uh, represent you. She does represent him. She just got him the biggest contract in NFL history. Lamar, would you not call her? Would you not say, I love what you did. I'm really impressed. Do you think you could help me get this deal done with the Ravens? This is a woman. This is a woman of color. This is a woman who's incredibly successful, incredibly respected, professional, determined, is going places just did the biggest contract in NFL history for a guy who's not been in the league as long as Lamar has, do you not call her and say, I'm gonna actually change my stance. I would like an agent and I would like you. Very impressed, can you help me? I wanna play football this fall and I'd like a long-term deal. Do you think you'd get me something similar or maybe even slightly better because I've been on the field more than Jalen Hurts? I don't know, if that doesn't slap you upside the head that you're sitting there, you don't have a contract, you really don't have a team, And right now, this guy, Jalen Hurts, just signed the biggest contract ever, and Joe Burrow's going to sign a contract, and Justin Herbert's going to sign a contract, and you're sitting there looking at your phone. I don't know. I I respect a lot of what Lamar stands for. I would want to get this deal done now. I'd want similar terms, I'd adjust my stance if I'm going for Deshaun Watson money, and I might just text this agent and say, hello, this is Lamar, can we talk? Maybe you'll have a deal done by the end of the week, man. He should be under contract. If Jalen Hurts is, Lamar Jackson should be. Let's get to what I hate, though. I hate that Russell Westbrook in the middle of an NBA playoff game confronted a fan. And if you didn't see this, it's not even what you think. It's not you go over to the sideline and say, shut up, sit down. That's happened a million times with a million players. Russell Westbrook got into the fan's seat and not just the seat at courtside or a few rows up. Inexplicably, in uniform, in the middle of the game, Westbrook got into a suite. He walked right into a luxury suite in the middle of the game to confront a fan and tell him to shut the bleep up. Have you seen this? Do We have the video. Let's roll the video. I want to see this thing. Westbrook walks in Watch him yeah, mouth. Take a look this. This is the guy on the left. Westbrook in uniform screaming at him to shut his mouth. Stunned people sitting around with plates of mac and cheese and beers. Other people rolling their camera. Now here's the backstory. This is at halftime. This is at the end of halftime. This arena apparently in Phoenix. When the players, the visiting players, leave the court to go to halftime, there is a way that they get to the visiting locker room that goes by the luxury suites. As the story goes, when he was going into halftime, maybe the guy said something, and we'll get to that in a second, and on the way back to continue the second half, Westbrook just ducked into the suite right next to the the chilled waters and the Red Bulls and the monitor and confronted this guy, apparently in front of family, and told him to shut up and just watch his bleeping mouth. Hearsay has it, or chatter, or rumor, or reports, that the fan had referred to Westbrook as Westbrick. Which has been done many times before, which is not creative, not fresh, and also not wrong. Russ, you shot two for nine in the first half. You were Westbrick. You know what he did for the, in the second, for the whole game? He was three for 19 after this confrontation. He was one of ten shooting. So guy calls me Westbrook. I go in, tell him to shut his mouth in front of kids. So I just bleep mouth. My jersey inexplicably rolled up. And then I walk out. How did this happen? There's no security to keep Westbrook from going in the suite. You know, there's all this thing about fans don't belong on the court and on the field. And I agree with that. Players don't belong in the suite. Get the hell out of my suite. This is my territory. I or someone I know or work for paid for this. If this was a fan on the court, there'd be all these breathless uh, essays written about fans don't belong in the court. Russ, get the hell out of my suite. This is my area. Leave. I look at this the same way. This is a player running on the court to confront Russ Westbrook. Russ Westbrook going in the suite to confront him is terrible and wrong. You were Westbrook. He should have called you that. Your teammates should have called you that because you bricked the hell out of it. They won in spite of you. You shot terribly. And also, look, if he had called them something terrible, if it went really dark places, who knows? Maybe then you justify the confrontation at least a little bit. West Brick got you to walk in there past the nacho platter that they brought out. It's a ridiculous look. Ridiculous. But in something like this, an unsavory video, another negative story about a pro athlete and a fan confrontation, you look for a hero. You look for a beacon of hope. You look for something positive in an otherwise ugly video, and oh my God, do we have it. We have a new national hero, we have my personal hero, and we have the favorite sports kid of 2023, if not this entire century. I'm talking about the ham kid. Can we get a look at this kid going to town on a plate that he has put together? Look at this photograph. By the way, beautiful portrait and a million different emotions. Westbrook. Angry fan, security guard, ham kid, absolutely housing a slice of ham directly off his plate. Not with his fingers, certainly not with a fork. He is lifting his plate to his mouth so as to eat the ham directly off the plate. And I have been there, I have done it, I am with that kid. Over his shoulder is an NBA superstar, Every person here in this is a mood. This guy's pissed. This guy's terrified, the security guard. This guy says, Oh my God, I think I might have to fight Russell Westbrook in this suite. What the hell is he doing in here? This kid's just thinking about that sweet, sweet honey baked and how to get it into his mouth as fast as possible. And I, I saw someone say, Come on, don't you use a fork? He has a fork right here in his hand. Why should he bother using it? That's just getting in the way between him and his ham. I love this kid so much, I love ham so much. It's very salty, it's very hammy, it's very delicious, and I can't explain exactly why him eating it right off a plate like he's drinking soup out of a bowl is hilarious, only because I feel like I've done it. Usually you do it when you get popcorn and a drink at the movie theater and you just take that popcorn directly to your mouth, but he's doing it with the ham. Somebody said this is steak, I know steak when I see it. This is thinner and this is pinker, that is ham. And the kid is completely oblivious to Russell Westbrook, really famous basketball player, because he is just sitting there in Ham City, dreaming and dreaming of getting that next plate, which he will get with no fork. I just, there's something about the way that kid's eyes, if you look over your right shoulder, massive NBA celebrity, Russell Westbrook. But he's looking over here, where I think there's one of those chefs with a giant white cylindrical hat on who's just got one of those giant machete knives and is cutting slices of warm, honey-soaked, salty ham, and he can't wait to get back over there. You figure halftime just ended. Kid probably just loaded up his plate with all the goods. The yellow thing is probably mac and cheese, if I had to guess. Mac and cheese and a slice of ham, you're feeling it. You're in a great place. So this is a really evil image. Right here, if you just showed this, this sucks. This looks like we're about to have like a radar test incident, which thank God we didn't. But then if you just block all this out, you're looking at a kid in pure bliss just biting into that quarter inch thick slice of ham. Just absolutely awesome. I love that kid. I hope that kid is appreciating things today at school because wherever he is, he's like super famous and all his friends are like, you were in that Westbrook video and didn't you see him? Wasn't that weird? I wasn't looking. I was just eating the ham. Ham kid, I. you know, there's a left shark and backpack kid. There's all these, the lightsaber kid back in the day, the kid who says, I love turtles. This is one of my favorite little internet video guys ever. And if he's just sitting there eating ham with a knife and fork, whatever, he's a kid, awesome. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna ask my wife if we can have ham tonight for dinner. And when she puts out the fork and knife, I'm gonna say, no, no, honey. I do this to honor the Phoenix area ham kid, eat it right off the plate. Love that kid. The Russell Westbrook thing is really terrible and ridiculous. And like, just look at this image. I think the worst the you know who's the the most upset in this whole picture? It's not him, not him. It's right here. He's like, oh my God, what is is Russ doing? He has a Gatorade in his hand with a label off. I don't know what he's doing that, but he feels like he's about to be in the mix of punches because all of this guy's body language says, I'm ready to go. I don't want to mess with that guy in the Jordans and the golf shirt. This kid though, sweet, sweet, sweet bliss. I love Ham Kid. If anybody knows Ham Kid, will you just tell me as a fan, it's this guy who lives in New York and does a show out of the basement. I love it. Ham tonight in honor of him. Let's get to, somehow that wasn't what's hilarious. I don't know how, but it's because what I'm wearing is the true star of that segment. Let's go to what's hilarious. Missing the syrup for your pancakes? Or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? Hate that. With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers, too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $10 value when you use code BRANT at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $10 on a $15 minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BRANT. Do not forget, my friends, that's code BRANT for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, so a ways back, let me explain this heinous-looking jersey that I'm wearing. It's not heinous because it's the Bears. Love the Bears. A ways back, maybe a month ago, when the NFL announced that single zero would become an eligible jersey number this year, which it will. You're going to see several players, probably a lot of rookies, wearing zero as an NFL number, and they've not been able to wear either single zero or double zero for decades, but they now can do it. So we started talking about jersey numbers and the significance and how players feel so strongly about them, and so do fans. And it brought up the question, what's the worst jersey number in the NFL, in all levels of football, in all sports? We all talked about it down here in the basement. We examined the different numbers. A lot of you submitted numbers you thought were terrible. And sure enough, here's a clip of myself standing right here announcing what I think is the worst jersey number in sports. I think the worst jersey number in team sports, I think it's 48. In fact, I know it's 48. 48, it fails the test of you immediately think of an iconic player, let alone a Hall of Fame player, we're in 48. When I hear the number 48, especially on the football field, I just think it's the long snapper. (laughs) That's a good take by that guy because it usually is the long snapper. So I say that, and that was weeks ago. Yesterday, on a Sunday, inexplicably, I hear a little like a knock at my door. Oh, who's here on a Sunday? It's a friends coming over, I open the door and there's nobody there but there's a package there and the truck's driving away, oh, thank you. I pick it up, it's one of those uh, loose packages, it's not a box, it's one of those that's wrapped in like a plastic wrap, so there's something soft in there and it says my name on it. And I open it up and it's from NFLshop.com and I pull it out and it's a Bears 48 jersey. You wanna know whose name on the back? My name's on the back, Brant 48. Now, so I go, oh, some comedian watches the show, sent me a 48-ers, I wonder who it is. So I reach in the bag to get the little card, little slip, nothing else in there. No packing slip, there's no receipt with a little memo on it, hey, hey, heard you didn't like this number, LOL, from whoever. There's nothing in there. No note, no receipt, no memo, no post-it note, no nothing. I don't know who sent me this jersey. I don't know. And I was talking to Brooke about it, she's like, what, Like, was it someone who watches the show? And I said, I don't know how they would have my address, but it could be the Bears who have my address, I've worked for them before, they might have thought it was funny. It could be the league itself, it could, I don't know who it is. But I have it, and I got the Papa Bear Hallis initials on it and everything, and again, they personalized this sucker course they would have to because no one else wears 48 you can't buy a star wearing 48 they don't sell those no one wears 48 and I have it and if you want to know how does it feel to wear this jersey how do you feel wearing 48 I feel slow I feel really slow I feel like a terrible NFL player I feel like I'm about to get a tap on my shoulder and say turn my playbook in I feel like I'm the seventh safety invited to training camp and this was the only number available and I feel like I'm gonna get cut and I feel like if I don't get cut I'm gonna change my number I feel very slow, I feel unathletic. To quote my, uh, my brother Jason McCordy in the morning, if we see a safety wearing 48, believe me, our offensive coordinator is going deep on the next play. <laughs> Why? I don't know, it's just slow, it's a terrible number. There were some people when I came out and said 48 is the worst number in sports. They came out championing uh, Daryl Moose Johnson. I love Moose, I feel like in a lot of ways I was raised on Moose. Emmett's fullback, multiple Super Bowl champion. He was 48. Got it. Granted. Moose was he was a big fullback, and his job was to run into people for Emmett, and he did a great job, and he's a great broadcaster. That's one. Torrey Hunter, absolutely electric baseball player. 48 for some reason. I don't know why. But that's pretty much the list. Moose Johnston, as great of a player he is, is not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Torrey Hunter, I loved watching him, but it's a different era years and years ago. That's the list. Out of 99 numbers, I can go through almost any other number and tell you an immediate Hall of Fame player or superstar. If 48, I'm working pretty hard. So this brings me to the point. This is a who done it and a who sent it. Whoever did this watches the show pretty closely, which means you're watching now. I would like a hand in the air to tip the cap. I appreciate the 48. As terrible as I look. And as unathletic as I'm becoming as I get older, I feel like this accelerated the process. This put 10 years on me. I, I am a safety right now who runs like an NFL safety who runs a 47540. I'm a corner who runs 4.6. It's not a great look. Um, so please, whoever sent it to me, I would like to know. I would like to hear from you. If you wanna call in, if you wanna call our phone number for, what is it, 2524 Brandt? Call, leave a message explaining who you are. Text me, tweet me, because I'm the only person in the world who has a 48 jersey out there. I'm the only one. Never mind if my name wasn't on the back. There is not another jersey on the streets, in the arenas, in the stadiums. Certainly not on the field wearing 48. I'm the guy. And I will continue to wear it, but I'd like to know who sent it, because you're a funny little SOB, and I'd like to give you proper credit. Let's move on to um, something that we call, oh yeah, takes on takes. Okay, I'm gonna reach around with my 48 jersey here with Brandt on the back and find my numbers. We use these to judge. We find takes on the hot topics, that's what you do these days, and you judge them. Now look at this ugly number right here. Uh, And I judge them based on delivery, creativity, and also heat. We have two combatants, each with a take on something that I have not seen, previewed, heard, or anything, and I'll give them each a score from one to 10. This is interesting today. There's a little buzz in the Takes on Takes Clubhouse because we have a first time combatant who's never been in here before, Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes, who also is uh, one of our sisters here on the Omaha Audio Network. She was on ESPN's NFL Live, fantastic show. And Mina, who I know just a little bit, I've run into her here and there and uh, always really impressed with her. She goes on talking about Kirk Cousins' future What the Vikings should do in the draft, here's Mina Kimes, takes on, takes debut. Go ahead, Mina.
1: I suspect they're willing to move on. And that's to me where it gets even more interesting. Um, A lot of people, I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have the Vikings taking Hendon Hooker at pick 23. That seems to be a popular pick for them as the successor to Cousins. My feeling is if you're Minnesota and you're willing to allocate a first round pick the hooker and that means it's over with cousins because it's a first round pick. I think if you're willing to do that you should really consider just trading up for Anthony Richardson. Now sure. I know it mm. won't be easy. It'll mm-hmm. take a lot of draft picks. The Vikings don't have a lot of draft capital. But my feeling guys is that taking a quarterback late in the first round is kind of like betting half of your savings on an <laughs> investment that's not likely to return very much. Yep. Like, you might as well just go all in, right? And, yeah, it would be a dramatic reset, and there's obviously a little bit of risk in that, but I personally think Anthony Richardson would be worth that level of risk.
0: All right, welcome, Mina. I like it. Pulling from the headlines, a bold take, a draft take, a quarterback take. That all works. So to recap there, she says, listen, you're moving on from Cousins. Why wait? Move way the hell up to get Anthony Richardson... In the top 10, maybe even top five, never mind this Hendon Hooker late in the first. Her take is that why make a half measure? Why try to hit a double? No one tries to hit a double. You try to hit a home run and you're satisfied with the double, but you want to hit the home run. This is a this is a good entry for takes on takes because it's very reasoned and it's it's rationed. Now, the slight problem might be. What if the Vikings don't like Anthony Richardson as a prospect? And many teams will not. And we will find that on DraftNet, I think. What if they genuinely like Hendon Hooker better and can get him for cheaper? So to continue her analogy, analogy there's an investment opportunity that you really like. And you they, they are demanding $5. But there's another one that more people like that is demanding $10. She says... Well, just, you should do $10 for that one. Why do the $5 one? I might actually like the $5 one more, and I might have a reason for that. And so, shoot, man, I, I like this one more. I would have paid $10 for this one if you're offering it at five, I'm not gonna move up to just to pay more because everyone else says. This is good. This is really solid. Um, the delivery is good. The creativity, I'm not hearing a lot of that. The Viking should move up for Anthony Richardson. And there is some heat in there, so I'm gonna give Mina a seven that the Vikings, who have a starting quarterback who finished in the top five last year in touchdown passes and yards, never mind that, should move way the hell up into potentially the top five to draft a rookie quarterback who started 13 games. Guys, that's heat. As I was recapping it there, I almost put it at an eight, but I'm gonna keep it at a seven. Is her takes on takes debut, she has no prior scores. We're gonna to go to someone though in the opposite corner who does have uh, prior attempts, doesn't have a win. Mr. Teddy Bruski has been in takes on takes twice, He has an 0-2 record. He averages a six. So if he gets his average here, he will take another L. Teddy is going to react to a top five list of quarterbacks on the hot seat to win a Super Bowl. That's what they came up with over there. Top five quarterbacks on the hot seat to win a Super Bowl. And Teddy takes issue with one of the names on the list and then later comes back to the list when discussing a different topic. To
2: be on this list, expectations have to be real, right? They have to be realistic. And I don't think Dak Prescott even belongs on this list because it's not realistic for him to get to the Super Bowl because, first of all, to win a a Super Bowl, you have to win more than one playoff game. We're talking two, three, in a row, which Mm -hmm. I don't think that's possible. So I take him off the list. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers will have have pressure to to win win a win a Super Bowl. Absolutely, I mean going to going to the list though, I would go with Joe Burrow to put it number one. And then in, for reasons that God, Joe Burrow's far. been in this league, Great. and then just thinking about a Super Bowl, and to him, it's not cool. The good just wanted to get he wants he wants to get multiple. That's the cool thing now, especially Burrow who has that mentality. And Dak Prescott doesn't belong on that list. He belongs a list on a list that says to look competent in the playoffs.
0: Daddy, Teddy. Whoa, That's whoa, the
2: whoa. List that Teddy is choosing violence.
1: Us. Wait <laughs> a minute. It, it wasn't. We weren't going back on the list. We were just talking about Rogers. but fair <laughs> I got a problem with the list, man.
0: This was great. I have no problem with that. I love that he did that. He, he's like, eh, enough about Rogers. I want to go back to that crazy list. The reason you do those lists is to get reactions like that. There's one, there's top five reasons you do top five lists. All five of them are to get reactions. That's it. You just want people to react. You're not supposed to dive deeper into it. You just want people to be like, oh that's good or that sucks. Normally it's that sucks. And Teddy's take is that Dak does not belong on the list because he doesn't even qualify as eligible to win a Super Bowl. That's heat, guys. That's originality. All he's ever done at best is win one playoff game and we're saying Dak's gonna win a Super Bowl. It's pretty good. It's harsh, it's 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 critical. You don't see a ton of that often, especially against the Cowboys in the offseason. We always try to build them up and Asked the Walter Payton Man of the Year. <laughs> He's going not only in the segment to say he doesn't belong on it, but I love putting it in reverse, eep, 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 and backing it up to once again hit it in a segment we're not even asking about it. I like the Vikings going up to get Richardson and just jumping ship from Cousins. It's a good take. Can I beat that? The problem is... I can't find the number that I need, and I feel like maybe my nine-year-old was down here messing with the number, so that might affect things. Let me think. Seven, nine, six, three, five, 10, two, one. Teddy, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you an eight. And I like Teddy because Teddy is not some of this scathing take type guy. He's an analysis guy, and he looks at the film and talks about the storylines and does a really good job. But for him to just really break character, and say, Why, what is this list? Why is he even on it? Which is gratuitous. You didn't need to do that. But I like gratuitous takes. That shows personality. It breaks the format. It, it punctuates the dreariness of off-season NFL analyzing top five lists. What do you think of this list? That guy shouldn't be on it. Teddy, you just got your first win. Welcome! I'm glad for you, Teddy. I got to work with Teddy before the Super Bowl. Uh, We were on stage together doing this event in Arizona, and I don't know him really well at all, but he was so nice and super professional, very cool. I'm very happy. Teddy Bruschi over Mina Kimes, eight to seven in a nail biter, takes on takes. I absolutely love it. But I got to get out of here in my 48 jersey, guys. So before we say goodbye, let's go to the sky cam. Let's venture over to the sky cam. I will go by uh, Pearl Jam guy and Ben Wallace. I hope Ben was listening earlier in the show when I referenced the Malice in the Palace. He was. uh, very central to that little skirmish. But he's gonna watch me throw a dart. We have been up there because he's the worst free throw shooter in history and on this court, so am I. I'm also a terrible darts thrower, but in this case, I get an 11. A nice clean 11 to start the week. So what is topic number 11? I don't preview any of these before I see them, believe me. Number 11, the topic to end the show today is superhero you think you could take in a fight. It's tough, I mean, they are superheroes. Um, Well, listen, I think the easy answer is Aquaman, right? Now I'm not talking about the Jason Momoa version. I'm talking about like the old cartoon one that I grew up with, but of a lot of jokes and Family Guy and other places, that Aquaman, (laughs) that version of him, is so incredibly limited, where they could be like, Aquaman, Aquaman. Help, please, the, the mayor's daughter has been kidnapped and being held for ransom. And he's like, uh, I talked to dolphins, what do you want me to do? <laughs> nothing, there's nothing you can do. Those are your powers. So as long as it was a land-based battle, I think I could give Aquaman a run for his money. Um, and then I don't know, Ant-Man, if he's not, unless he's not giant Ant-Man, the guy who was working at an ice cream parlor when the series started, it's Paul Rudd, It's a great guy. I don't know, I could probably last a few rounds with him, but other than that, kind of a difficult question. <laughs> Which superhero do you think can win in a fight? I don't know, what MMA heavyweight do you think I could beat up? Probably none of them, but in the meantime, Aquaman, non-MOMOA version, I think I'd give it a shot. Thank you for giving us a shot, guys. Share, tweet, like, uh, subscribe, rate, review, do you still do that stuff? I hope you do with us. We love bringing the basement show every single day. Even I'm, I'm wearing the disgusting number 48 jersey. Disgusting. I apologize for it. I started the show and the show the same way. We'll be back tomorrow in Kyle Brand's basement. You can exit through the garage, close the door on your way out. See you tomorrow.